We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, guys? Welcome in to another episode of the Math Step Back Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Trigg. Uh, look, I am just reposting today. I'm going to have a longer pod with my guy, Drew Johnson. Uh, Coach Drew, later this week, uh, we're going to talk about uh, the Grant Williams sign and trade. Uh, long overdue for that. So we'll, we'll have that to you guys about middle of this week, either Wednesday or Thursday. In the meantime, though, I just wanted to repost this uh, brief interview I did with uh, Justin Termini from uh, SiriusXM NBA Radio. I did it last week on 4th of July. Obviously, this was before the Grant Williams stuff, but uh, we discussed the Kyrie Irving re-signing. He didn't think it was a good move for the Mavs. I gave him my reasons for, for why I did think it's a good move and why things will be different for Kyrie and Dallas than his previous stops. We talked about the draft, Seth Curry, a handful of other topics. So I just wanted to repost that here and let you guys enjoy it until uh, Drew and I get back on here to talk about Grant Williams and hopefully some other trade stuff going on with the Mavs later this week. Enjoy it, guys. Hi, this is Luka Doncic. Can he get it away in time on the step back? He does! He hits! He hits! And the Mavericks have won the game! Luka Doncic with a 30-footer to win it at the horn! And you're listening to the Mavs Step Back Podcast. Alright, so we, we we did a little segment there with a guy we disagreed with about an hour ago and Aaron Fentress of the Oregonian uh, about a point guard and now we're going to do another spot here with a guy uh, that we disagree with about a point guard. This one's down uh, in Dallas uh, and this guy's been a little bit more mercurial than the one up there uh, in Portland because uh, the one up there in Portland's just doing this basically the last three days where he's, it's been a little bit of drama. The one down in Dallas has been basically the last seven years where there's there's drama and it's Dalton Trigg. He's the editor-in-chief of DallasBasketball.com does a nice job covering the Mavericks. Uh, and like I said, we had a little bit of a disagreement about Kyrie Irving uh, in the signing earlier this week and, and what it would end up doing uh, here to uh, to Luka Doncic's long-term stay down there in Dallas uh, and have him on to talk about that. A couple of other Maverick things here uh, as well. And Dalton, really appreciate it, buddy. Thanks for stopping by. Finally, good to talk to you in person. I know we've talked over social media a couple of uh, different times. Uh, and, uh, you know, before we get into the Kyrie stuff and the Lucas stuff and and the long-term uh, impact here of the signing. Uh, you know, there was some stuff I liked about uh, the uh, the offseason here for the Mavericks as well. I like the draft. I like bringing in here Seth Curry on, on a pretty good contract. Uh, 
before we get to the Kyrie stuff, though, uh, outside of Kyrie's return, how about you? What do you think here of, of Dallas's offseason, buddy? Well, first of all, I just want to say thanks for having me on. Uh, I stay on the road quite a bit uh, throughout each week, and I listen to you and Eddie get after it all the time. So I really appreciate you having me on. As far as the Mavs offseason overall, I think they have really done a great job. Now, obviously, you know, it's not over. They still have some gaps to fill. They knew coming into this offseason it was going to be hard to fill every gap they had in one offseason. But, you know, for a guy in Nico Harrison who has two years of experience as an NBA executive, I think they've done pretty well for themselves this, this summer. You know, they – they had the number 10 pick in the draft. They were going to draft Derek Lively no matter what at number 10 is my understanding. They were able to turn that into the number 12 pick and get off of Davis Breton's contract, and then they used that trade exception from that trade uh, to get Rashawn Holmes in a salary dump from the Kings and the number 24 pick and turn that into Omax Prosper, you know, who opened people's eyes at the NBA Combine this year. I mean, I think they really knocked the draft out of the park. And then, you know, free agency, they gave up uh, two starters and a uh, 2029 unprotected first-round pick to get Kyrie. They really had no choice. They had to keep him. I mean, the, the other choice is letting him walk, and then you traded those assets for nothing. So... Uh, They keep Kyrie. I thought it was a good deal. We'll get into that, you know, why I think that, and you know, our disagreements on that. But uh, And then they signed Seth Curry to the the biannual exception, which I thought was a, you know, a great value deal for them. Uh, Curry, he's the sixth best three-point shooter by career percentage in NBA history. Uh, He shot a career-high 45% from three the last time he was in Dallas in the 2019-2020 season. Uh, So I'm really excited about that. Uh, for the Mavs you know I think that really helps them a lot going into next season but overall I think they've done a good job you know with the with the cards they've been dealt and it might not be over because they still have some plans going into restricted free agency on Thursday yeah so we're talking here with Dalton Tree he's the editor-in-chief Dallas basketball dot com agree with you on the draft agree with you on on Seth Curry and before we get into the Kyrie thing just help us understand this from afar, because from afar, I'm looking at Christian Wood, and he's not coming back. They've already come out and said that. No other team has signed him yet. And you look at his numbers, they were good. At times, I thought last year he was Dallas's second-best player. Uh, defensively, understand the issues, although there was like a game against the Lakers where he looked like Bill Russell uh, at one point. I think that game where they went into a couple of overtimes. Uh, and they actually weren't bad when he was on the floor as a starter last year as well. Uh, so one, like... What do you think of him not returning, and and why was it so bad last year with him and, and Jason Kidd? It's really it's really a tough thing, JT. I I don't know a hundred percent what it was. I'm sure we'll find out a lot more, you know, once the dust settles and when he eventually goes to another team. There's usually stuff that comes out uh, to give that situation more clarity, but. I mean, it's it's a there's two sides of the coin. Yes, Christian Wood, he was really good good as a starter for the Mavs last year, but you know when he was a starter, they they weren't really playing high level competition either. You know, they their their biggest win streak of the season was like seven games, and it was they were pretty much playing lottery teams at the time uh, when all that happened. But you know, I. 
I don't know exactly what it is. I think the main thing is, you know, he didn't have the commitment on the defensive end that Jason Kidd wanted. You know, Jason Kidd, he'll he'll give you minutes if you're committed on defense. And that, that means committed on defense no matter what, whether you're starting, whether you're coming off the bench, whether you're getting 35 minutes a game or 15 minutes a game. He wants that same level of commitment no matter what. And I, I kind of feel like, that's what was lacking in Christian Wood's situation. I, I think, you know, when he was a starter, you saw that really high intensity, the, the the want to and everything. But then when he wasn't getting that many minutes, it's kind of like, you know, the effort just wasn't quite where it needed to be. So, uh, you know, whether Jason Kidd was right or not uh, to not give him more minutes down the stretch of the season, I don't know. Uh, but it just, you know, it, it just really didn't work out for him. And, I know they traded a first-round pick to get uh, Wood last summer, the number 26 pick in last year's draft, but, you know, they were going to take Jaden Hardy regardless, and they ended up getting him in the second round. So it really it really was a wash. They didn't really lose anything, but they didn't gain anything either. All right, we're, we're talking here with Dalton Trigg, editor-in-chief, DallasBasketball.com. It's a solo termity uh, here on the 4th of July. And, uh, you know, so, all right, we got that stuff out of the way. Now let's get to the, the reason that we got you on here. Uh, and earlier this week, I had a take, uh, which was which not alone. I mean, I know that Scalabrini said the same thing. Uh, Ryan McDonough said something similar. Bill Simmons, uh, a lot of other people as well. And my take essentially was that the signing of Kyrie uh, was going to lead to down the road, Luca uh, eventually leaving. That's something you disagreed with uh so Dalton what did you find wrong with my take there well and I want to put a couple of disclaimers out there too I'm not saying you're wrong to feel the way you do feel about you know the Kyrie stuff based on his past but just me me being objective and just basing it off of what I have witnessed with Kyrie you know not just on the court but off the court too you know, I just I don't see how this is going to be a bad fit for him going forward. Now, you know, obviously he was incentivized to be on his best behavior uh, in those last 20 games last year because he needed a new contract. So <laughs> that, that is something to consider. But, I mean, I, you know, with all the interviews and everything with Kyrie last year uh, at the end of the season, you know, he talked about how he was in a better – headspace than he had been in the previous you know three four years and uh you know I think that showed I mean he seemed really genuine I know that can change but just based on my personal experience covering him and watching him play with Luca uh you know Luca not only did Luca push for the trade to get Kyrie he pushed for the Mavs to re-sign him too so I mean even after the season fell apart which wasn't you know it wasn't because of what Kyrie or Luca did uh you know he still wanted Kyrie back and the the whole idea is to have your two superstars who were great playing together you know you look at the two-man lineups with them they had an offensive rating of almost 120 uh and the defensive rating wasn't great but it was still like 115 so you had a, a positive net rating and then you look at Kyrie with other guys like Tim Hardaway Jr. and Dwight Powell and on yeah. down the list, and it was the same thing. You know, the offensive numbers were just off the charts. So the idea is you keep Kyrie, you keep the offense humming the way it was, and you add some defensive pieces around them, and you maybe have something there. 
you know, so and we could break this down into several different levels. You know, we're talking with Dalton Trigg, editor in chief, Dallas Basketball dot com. Uh, so like you're saying, all right, like you covered him two months uh, and, you know, and you bought into to what he was selling there. But you also said he was incentivized. Uh, like I'm a guy that likes to take history into account. Right. And this guy has done this for seven years where he has been an issue uh, everywhere he has been. And he's done it multiple times. Why do you think it'll be any different this time with Kyrie in Dallas than it was in Boston for two years than it was for three and a half years in Brooklyn? I think, and you know, you you talked about this too with him being friends with uh, with Kevin Durant and having his family in Brooklyn and everything. And but I do think you have to take into consideration that Kyrie has not only does he feel appreciated in Dallas. But, you know, just every level of the franchise, he has a guy that he respects. You know, he, he likes Mark Cuban. Uh, he definitely likes and respects Nico Harrison, general manager, has a great level of respect for his head coach in Jason Kidd, which he, you know, he obviously didn't have that in Brooklyn, uh, you know, with Steve Nash and, you know, his previous stops. So, uh, and then he. Well, is, why do you think he would born, have that with Kid and not Nash? Is my question. Like, because they're both all-time great point my, guards. My only thing would, I guess, would have to be the the championship part of it. I mean, I yeah. I don't agree with not respecting Nash. I mean, I I would personally respect him, but you know, I, that that's the only thing I can think of is, I guess, the championship pedigree part of it. But, now, you know, it, it, yeah. that that's my main thing, though. You know, the relationships from top to bottom in Dallas, you know, he uh, he has family in Dallas. I mean, I just uh, – the the offense was off the charts. It seemed like a good fit. They they kind of had – and, I mean, you probably you probably saw this from afar, but, you know, 20 games, is it's really hard to try and make something work in that amount of time, especially when – your two main guys are swapping, having nagging injuries. Luca had a thigh strain that he battled at the end of last season. Well, Kyrie ended up having plantar yeah, so, fasciitis. And, and Dalton, that would be my other thing. Is like, okay, you know, and Luca, you give him a break. He was injured. Whatever. It doesn't have the history of doing that every single year. You look at Kyrie. He is never on the floor. And then you hand him that that type of money. Uh, like, so that's my other question is like why would you hand that type of money to a guy forget the behavior issues even if you say he's going to be behaved uh he doesn't defend at a high level uh and he's just never on the floor we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's really just, I mean, it, it, it's managing your assets smartly because, like I said, you, you can't just let him walk. I mean, you, you traded two valuable starters to your – you traded Dorian Finney-Smith and Spencer Dinwiddie and an unprotected first-round pick in 2029. So, I mean, you're not trading those assets for 20 games of Kyrie Irving at the end of the season. I mean, it is a risk. Yeah. It's not, you know, so I'll, I'll not say this with you... like, and, and Ryan McDonough said this, and I'm not sure if you heard him on NBA TV. Uh, it's, you know, and, and this was the Simmons tweet as well, where he's like, you know, there was just nobody else out there. And there wasn't other teams out there because he wasn't going to play for the minimum, right, with the Lakers or the Suns. So like, all right, bring him back. And I guess I have no issue with that. But three years, $126 million. What did you think of the price they paid for? I thought it was okay just based on his production. Like if he now if he if he ends up just skipping out for some for whatever reason, that's one thing. I think injuries are a completely separate, you know, risk. But you know, when when they first traded for him, I don't know if you saw this, but there were some people speculating that, you know, they made this trade with the Mavs potentially having to sign him to a five year full max, which would have been like five years two hundred and seventy million dollars. So, I mean, if you're going into it with that type of mindset, him getting three years, $126 million, I just – I didn't think that was terrible. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't a max contract. It was less than the max. Uh, if he produces the way he did for the Mavs in the 20 games he played for them at the end of last year, I think that, you know, he's appropriate, appropriately paid. So, uh, that's where I stand on it. I mean – Based yeah. on where it could have, where based on the worst case scenario of where it could have been, I thought it was fine. Now yeah, I'm more, so, I would be more concerned about the injury stuff than I would be him just, you know, skipping out. So, uh, and and we're talking with Dalton Trigg here about the the Mavericks, and uh, you know, I still look at this roster. I look at the team overall, and again, they didn't finish strong even after the trade last year. I think it was nine and eighteen, uh, eight and twelve with Kyrie in the lineup. But I'm still looking at it. I'm saying Denver is better. Uh, Phoenix is better. The Lakers are better. Golden State's better. Sacramento's better. Memphis is probably better. Uh, even with the job missing 25 games, or at least it's close. Uh, the Clippers, if healthy, are better. Uh, you know, maybe Oklahoma City is better. Maybe a healthy Pelicans are better. So I'm looking at you, you know, not as a top six team. Best case scenario is is a play-in team. Uh, with the possibility that maybe you're, you know, you're the 11th seed and you're, and you're back missing the postseason where you were a year ago. Uh, where do you think they fit into the Western Conference? And, you know, if it is something like you're a play-in team or you miss the, the playoffs, God forbid, uh, you know, and at best maybe you're out in the first round, uh, you know, how much longer is Luka going to put up with this? It's a good question to ask, JT. I, I feel like I could probably give you a better answer to it in about a week or two because, like I said earlier, there you know the Mavs still have plans to shake up this roster a little bit in the coming weeks. You know they're they're interested in Grant Williams. Uh, they still want to add. You know they're really high yeah. on uh, on Derek Lively, and they think he could be like the next uh, version of Tyson Chandler for them eventually. But 
They still want to add a starter-level center uh, via trade if possible. I'm not sure Rashawn Holmes stays on the roster, you know, heading into training camp. We'll see what, what happens with that. He might be rerouted before those trades are finalized. But, you know, I, they, they lost a lot of games just on the margins last year. They, they played a league high, I think it was 55 clutch games, uh, and they lost 29 of those. So, I mean, if you improve around the margins, you have the star play. You have Luka and Kyrie playing at an absurdly high level uh, together like they were. If you improve around the margins, I think, you know, it, it, it looks a whole lot better than, you know, them being a playing team. Because if you look at them before the trade, before they gutted their depth, you know, they were vying with uh, the Kings for the third seed yeah. in the West. And then that's when things – just bottomed out, and a lot of those games were really close. They came down to the very end, and they lost it. So, I mean, I think a lot of it's going to be determined by how Derek Lively and Omax Prosper develop. You know, they're going to get minutes from day one, even though they might not be starting. And it also depends on what the Mavs do in restricted free agency and trades in the next few weeks. All right, Dalton, appreciate you hopping on. Again, editor-in-chief, DallasBasketball.com. Always appreciate you interacting there on social media uh, and, and you listening to the show with Eddie and myself. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate it, JT. Anytime, just give me a call. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.